0: Hello, Arizona. Welcome to the Legitimate Podcast. We're your hosts, Mike and Rochelle Polton. We're here today to talk about small business real estate. We are attorneys helping local business owners with uh, formation, uh, partnership agreements, disputes involving their businesses, all kinds of general business law matters. But we are also real estate agents. We're associated with realty executives, and we have a team called uh, AZ Own It. And uh, we help people find houses and space for their businesses here in Arizona uh, in conjunction with our law practice. So we're gonna talk a little bit today about small business real estate post COVID. What's going on in the Valley right now uh, for you business owners out there who may have space or need space Uh, What are the dynamics of the market and what do you need to be concerned about?
1: I think the number one question people ask me these days is, do I see commercial markets crashing in Arizona? (laughs) And the answer is probably not. Um, If it was going to crash, it would have already done it. It didn't necessarily improve. to the extent that we thought it would after the last recession. So looking at real estate now in the Valley, I mean, we're top 30 globally for our commercial real estate, especially in the industrial market, which means that right now, uh, commercial space is really,
0: really competitive. It's an interesting dynamic. Um, a lot of people have been concerned about the possibility of a crash and looking at uh demand, supply, the changes in rent rates, changes in cap rates, and trying to analyze that in the short term looking at what's happened through covid and projecting whether or not that indicates the possibility of a correction uh, many people are referring to it more as a, a probable correction than a crash but the other way to look at this is we never really saw the degree of recovery and significant asset appreciation in in the commercial market post 2012 that a lot of people expected <laughs> (laughs) So now we're seeing what perhaps we expected to see a few years ago in terms of asset value escalation and increase in demand and activity. So I'm not sure this is unsustainable. And I'm not sure that there necessarily is going to be even a slowdown, um, never mind uh, a correction or a crash. So I wouldn't count on getting a better deal later than you can get now, which is an unfortunate thing to have to say on the tenant side, because right now, uh, great deals are hard to find. And if you're looking to purchase uh, commercial real estate here in Phoenix, great deals are impossible to find, really. Um, Sellers have the better side of things right now. But what that means is that as a small business owner looking to get into space, you're probably going to be confronted with a situation where you have to make decisions very quickly about buildings that are not exactly what you wanted. Uh, on lease terms that are not exactly what you were hoping for. And that puts you in a difficult position psychologically as a business owner because you feel a lot of pressure to accept compromises and to uh, go ahead and accept a subpar deal uh, simply because it's the only thing you can get and you're afraid that you may not be able to get anything better in the near future. Now, I can't tell you that you shouldn't do that. Uh, unfortunately, you may be in a position as a potential uh, potential tenant for commercial space here where you've got to take a suboptimal deal, and you're going to have to pay more for it than you wanted, and you're going to have to accept lease provisions that you would be able to negotiate out otherwise. However, <laughs> the big catch to that is, <laughs> as an attorney who represents uh, small business owners in leasing matters, I think it's still critically important that you carefully scrutinize all of the terms of your potential lease and that you negotiate it as much in your favor as you can. Uh, and that does mean working with counsel to to handle those things. We're seeing a lot of um, arguably abusive lease provisions these days. Landlords know that they uh, that they've got you uh and they know that you're probably not going to be able to push them real hard on things so that means that you need to carefully weave through uh the minefield and negotiate out the worst of your lease provisions and try to get things to be at least as favorable as you can get them because 5 years from now or 10 years from now if you're still in that space and the whole dynamic of the market has changed and the whole dynamic of the business environment has changed and covid is far in the rearview mirror um you don't want to be stuck with some really suboptimal terms. And we see that now with leases that were executed during the last boom, uh, which are old now, but people are in a space and the terms aren't what they ought to be. They're not the terms that they could have gotten if they, if they had just gotten in there five years ago. So What are the
1: major ones that
0: you're seeing? Well, you just get some really landlord-friendly leases. You get leases that are a so-called non-recourse lease, where the idea is that the landlord essentially has no liability for anything. And a non-recourse lease deal isn't necessarily unacceptable on the tenant side, uh, but it's particular provisions like an obligation that you continue to operate the business uh, or you're in default, you know, you cannot close for any reason, but also that the landlord has no obligation obligation to maintain your utilities. And they can shut off your utilities at any time, for any duration, for any reason, at their own convenience, and yet you somehow are still obligated to stay open. That's totally nuts. I mean, is that enforceable? Well, maybe not, but you sure don't want to count on it. Um, And you get provisions like that, uh, you know, things about noise and, and disruption of neighboring tenants that are written so vaguely and with complete discretion by the landlord that what it amounts to is if the landlord decides they don't like you and that they want to replace you in that space, they're going to be able to come up with a way to do it you know, a redevelopment clause where they can declare that they're going to redevelop the place um, and terminate your lease early uh, for redevelopment, but then they don't actually have to follow through on it. They're not required to actually redevelop. They just have to say they were going to. Um, Things like that are problematic. And you may feel going in now that you don't have a choice, that you're stuck. Uh, executing a lease like that. But in reality, a lot of these things can be negotiated to some extent, and the worst of it can be tempered so that you can have the best shot at maintaining your business in that space on good terms as long as you can and not feel so bad about it after the business environment changes in a few years uh, and you're not stuck with an abusive lease um, and potentially an uncooperative landlord.
1: Let's talk a little bit about uh, tenant improvements,
0: otherwise yes. known as TIs and what happens with rent escalation. Yeah, TIs and rent escalation. So, um, you know, bad news. You're probably not going to get great TI credit deals these days compared to what you would have gotten a few years ago. A few years ago, if you were a business coming into a space with a reasonably long-term lease at a comfortable rate, um, higher higher end of the market on the on the rent rate, you probably were going to be able to get quite a bit of money from the landlord to build out that space. The, the landlord was going to pay for least a third and possibly as much as uh, 80 or 90 percent of your build out, depending on what you were doing. And you may or may not even have to pay that back. Um, Some of those are just TI grants. The landlord just pays for it. Others are rolled into the overall lease term uh, on very favorable financing terms. So you're effectively paying it back as a loan to the to the landlord over the course of a long-term lease, uh, but at favorable interest, uh, better than you could get with a construction loan from a bank. Um, not so much now. Not so much now. Now, uh, the landlord is not going to pay to build out your space. Not very much. And if they do, it's not going to be a big portion of it. And it's not going to be on very good terms because- They don't have to. (laughs) They're going to get a tenant either way. They're going to get a tenant who has more cash than you, who will be able to come in and pay for their own TIs. Um, They've got a lot more options. So you're just not going to get those favorable TI terms that you used to. And that means that if you were counting on having the landlord pay to build out your your business, you're going to have to find another way to handle that financially. You're going to need to come up with that money. And the big catch to this is that money is gone once you use it to build out a space that you don't own. Um, That space does not belong to you. And all of that construction work that you put into a leased space immediately belongs to the landlord. So you've really got to be comfortable that the lease term is long enough that your renewal terms are appropriate so that you can get all the value you can out of that construction work that you're doing on somebody else's property that you do not own, which leads us to rent escalation. Um, If you've got a lease, where you have, say, a three-year initial term, a short initial term, but you've got options for additional terms. You can renew for five years and then for another five after that. Uh, You may think, oh, I've got 13 years here. That's nice, but what's the rent gonna be in those subsequent terms? Uh, Is it market rate? If it is, what does that mean and how is it determined? That means that you could end up three years from now having your rent doubled. Uh, if the market continues to escalate substantially and the area around your your location improves considerably, you could be priced out of your own building. Um, and this happens regularly. I talk to people. They call us looking for advice because they're effectively being priced out of their existing leases. Thanks to their, their TI. Renewal. Thanks to their own TI. You know, you improved the space and it looks great and somebody else is willing to pay a heck of a lot more for it now. Uh, well, after that short lease term. Um, you're going to end up uh, paying quite a lot more money. So these are concerns that you've really got to think about as you initiate the leasing process and as you consider your options in a hot market with rising rates. Um, This is tough. So this is why uh, Rochelle and I provide this kind of advice to clients. And it's all very situationally specific. Uh, It's going to be important to consider these not Mm -hmm. just in the big picture, but in regard to your particular location, the exact lease terms, the nature of your business, the TIs you're going to do, um, and we can help you sort through that kind of stuff and figure out what your best options are and what kinds of compromises you need to make in order to move forward with your business these days.
1: So if you've got uh, questions related to your commercial real estate on the tenant side, you can find us online at pnlaw.pro or give us a call at 602-427-5613. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Logitimate, and we will see you next week.